Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 3rd of September and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week, Protoss covered a legal loophole coveted by the parents of teenage Bitcoin hackers, Chia's falling value and the race to unload Chia-related hardware. And finally, we heard Trump's anti-Bitcoin notions in a recent Fox interview that creepily feels like deja vu. But first... This week, we're back in China, where the country's Supreme Court has ruled that a local hosting provider must return nearly 500,000 Radeon GPUs to crypto outfit Genesis Mining. The ruling ends a years-long legal battle. Starting in 2019, Genesis Mining filed a lawsuit to reclaim the property from Chuang Shiji Technology, saying that they had refused to return the GPUs as well as another 60,580 Antminer S9s. Chuang Shiji, like other cloud hosts that specialise in crypto, maintains mining rigs while selling the hash power that they generate. According to court notes, Chuang Shiji stopped payouts related to the use of those chipsets in September 2018 because Genesis Mining didn't pay its power bills. Genesis Mining's lawsuit was originally trialled in an intermediate court and came out in Genesis' favour. Chuang Shiji did appeal, but it was denied in 2020. Chuang Shiji then took it to the Supreme People's Court, China's highest court, where it's now been decided that the case won't be reopened. What's interesting is that within the ruling, China's Supreme Court noted that its decision is still in line with the country's wider crypto crackdown. This is despite returning the mining rigs to their rightful owner. So now most of the rigs will go after Genesis Mining's operations in Hong Kong with just 100,000 of the GPUs being directed to its business in mainland China. China's crypto crackdown makes it almost impossible to find local companies that could replace Zhuangxiji's services. Two weeks ago, it was announced that Bitcoin mining operations in the province of Yingjiang are to be forcibly dismantled if authorities ever find them. If orders are ignored, the State Energy Bureau has been told to tear down any nearby hydropower stations that give electricity to illegal crypto plants. And back in June, prices of top crypto mining rigs sank by up to 80% across the mainland. In fact, things got so bad that local miners reportedly had to sell their chipsets for scrap metal rather than risk the harsh state repercussions. Instead of selling to other companies, some are speculating that Genesis Mining will flood the market. A global GPU shortage means acquiring older models is more common among individual buyers. If Genesis plans to offload the GPUs rather than mine crypto with them, second-hand rigs of the same model sell for around $200 to $500 a pop on eBay. Conservatively, that's a bit over $97 million. Some Chinese Bitcoin miners are fed up, though, and have packed their bags, moving to neighbouring countries such as Kazakhstan and even all the way to Texas. Next up, the parents of two teenage hackers who allegedly stole nearly a million dollars in Bitcoin say time is up to sue the pair. According to a civil lawsuit filed in Colorado, the two teens hacked into the victim's clipboard using sophisticated malware and intercepted a Bitcoin transfer made by Andrew Schober in January 2018. Neither set of parents are disputing that the theft took place, but are instead arguing that an expired statute of limitations mean the case should be dismissed. 16.4 Bitcoin was taken from Shoba's wallet, about $150,000 at the time, but a staggering $800,000 today. Clipboard hijacking relies on victims copying and pasting long wallet addresses instead of typing them out one character at a time. The malware first waits for a wallet address to appear in the victim's clipboard, then a legitimate wallet address is swapped out for one belonging to a hacker. 
The victim then fails to notice any changes and unwittingly confirms the transfer. The pair had allegedly hidden the malware in the code of a Bitcoin wallet called Electrum Atom, which Shoba downloaded from Reddit. Shoba says he then spent more than $10,000 on a years-long private investigation, which proves the teenagers were behind the clipboard hijacking attacks. These investigators followed the stolen funds through crypto exchanges, linked the funds to the teens, and found the malware code in one of the hackers' GitHub libraries. Multiple letters were sent out to their parents, but they failed to respond, so a lawsuit was filed in May 2021. Shoba's lawyers are also saying that the parents are liable for not responding to the letters. The teens were both minors at the time of the alleged crime. One parent, listed as a defendant, recently filed a motion to represent herself and her son instead of hiring an attorney. Now, the family is hoping the three-year and five-month gap between the clipboard hacking and the lawsuits mean they're off the hook. But Shoba's lawyers say the statute of limitations shouldn't apply because Shoba didn't understand the injury until an investigation concluded the Bitcoin was stolen via clipboard malware. Lawyers argue that its code was written to be intentionally invisible. So, until a court decides, the matter is stuck in a peculiar legal limbo. On Wednesday, we reported on desperate Chia miners scrambling to offload mountains of unwanted hard drives. Why? Well, the so-called green Bitcoin alternative shed nearly 90% of its value in just three months. Chia launched in May as the native token of BitTorrent inventor Bram Cohen's Chia network. Backers included big-name investors Andrasin Horowitz, Bayer Capital and serial entrepreneur-slash-social media guru Naval Ravikant. Chia promised an environmentally conscious alternative to proof-of-work cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin through its proof-of-space-and-time consensus algorithm. So, rather than leveraging electricity-hungry mining rigs to validate transactions, Chia's farmers just have to show that they have free hard drive space. Chia's price had soared 140% to over $1,600 shortly after its exchange listings, amid a blaze of eco-friendly hype. But by mid-June, its price had tanked to $163, leaving a trail of prematurely fried hard drives, jacked-up tech prices and more brown-than-green landfill. VPN Express noted that farmers who snapped up the hard drives at vastly inflated prices were looking to sell them while pivoting to other crypto mining ventures. But selling Chia-tainted SSDs isn't easy. A Chia Facebook group with over 5,000 members has reportedly seen a surge of miners shilling their unwanted hardware. And with Chia's nearly 90% drop from its May peak, sellers far outnumber buyers, meaning former farmers are being forced to drop their asking prices by hundreds of dollars. One Chia farmer in China's Dongnai province told VPN Express, quote, I am selling my hardware. I bought three months ago for a loss. When they started with Chia, a hard disk drive boasting six terabytes of storage could fetch as much as $286, a 60% increase on the book price. However, they must now sell for close to $110. That's a 62% loss. On paper, a solid-state drive will usually last around 10 years. But unfortunately, using spare hard drive space to generate Chia can reportedly burn through a perfectly good SSD in as little as two months. This means sellers need to be lucky enough to find exactly the right buyer. Adding to the fire, not only are Chia's eco-friendly claims being hotly disputed, the VC-funded project is blundering through a series of PR gaffes that are hindering its image. In June, Chia Network found itself in a spat with Chia-centric blog The Chia Plot over its use of the Chia name and trademark. Chia Network Inc. argued readers could be confused into thinking it was an official outlet. 
This prompted the blog's owner, Chris Priest, to point out that while Chia was attacking him for using a trademark belonging to somebody else, the company had done exactly the same on social media. You remember Chiapet. Dupree's told us that, quote, because of the consistent price drop, it's clear that there aren't a lot of new people joining the Chia ecosystem. It's mostly just people who are already committed. He said that most users seem unfazed, but it's obvious from both traffic statistics and social media activity that interest is way down. Dupree's explained that once someone has built a Chia farm of hard disk to mine Chia, which comes with upfront costs, there isn't much incentive to shut down. There are some VC-backed contests going on and grant programs to fund ecosystem applications, which are popping up in the community to some degree, Dupree's told us. But he stressed, quote, it's all VC money. I don't think anyone involved in Chia right now is making any money beyond a few people who piled up a bunch right at the start. And it's beginning to become obvious to people. Last up, Donald Trump has doubled down on his anti-Bitcoin stance in a recent Fox interview going out of his way to urge investors to stick with the US dollar instead. The former US president said on Fox Business, Varney & Co, that cryptocurrency damages the dollar. Speaking to host Stuart Varney, he said cryptos are a, quote, disaster waiting to happen. They may be fake, he said. Who knows what they are? Trump's apparently not so keen on Wall Street either. He claimed he was never a big stock market person and said, quote, if it goes the right way, it's good. And if it goes the wrong way, it's not so good. Trump has, however, remained consistent in his anti-Bitcoin shtick, but this most recent interview sounded more than a little familiar. That may be because this Q&A was practically indistinguishable from an earlier slot in June, when the pair exchanged almost identical questions and answers. Back then, Trump said that Bitcoin, quote, seems like a scam before the currency slipped 8% shortly after. Bitcoin also tumbled 10% following a 2019 Trump tweet in which he said he was, quote, not a fan of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, which are not money, and whose value is highly volatile and based on thin air, end quote. However, anti-Bitcoin comments from the former president appear to have lost their power over crypto markets as Bitcoin's price appears unaffected by the recent Fox interview. Despite this anti-Bitcoin shade, several supporters have set up cryptos in the former commander-in-chief's name. In 2016, Trump fans launched TrumpCoin, a cryptocurrency for fellow patriots. According to its official website, TrumpCoin paves the way into fundraising support of patriots worldwide who need support in their fight against corruption and tyranny. CoinGecko data shows TrumpCoin experienced a few price spikes over the years. It reached an all-time high of $2.92 in May last year which equaled a 760,000% growth since inception. Nowadays, it trades for a measly five cents, having dropped 98% since its peak. And yet, amazingly, Trumpcoin has outperformed both Bitcoin and the US dollar so far in 2021. Then there's MagaCoin. According to its website, MagaCoin was created by America First conservatives out of frustration with losing the election, with a goal to fund political campaigns of future Make America Great Again type candidates. The crypto has no affiliation with either Trump or the Republican Party, and it's effectively worthless as it's yet to list on any exchange. In July, MagaCoin's website fell victim to a hacktivist who exposed personal information of thousands of MagaCoin holders who'd signed up for their three 100 tokens. The breach revealed MagaCoin bonuses given to right-wing media personalities who had helped to shield the project. And there are even some in the former president's orbit who have endorsed crypto in the past. Matthew Whitaker, Trump administration's acting attorney general, 
once sat on the board of a marketing firm that pitched a cryptocurrency for time travel. Unsurprisingly, the time travel X cryptocurrency turned out to be a $26 million scam. And that's your lot. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much that we can squeeze into one podcast episode. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out Protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.